Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast Playoff Edition for April 13th of 2018. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Walsh from HockeyHits.com. Playoffs. Didn't quite get a preview. Uh, So what we did is... Just cheating our way through it. Yeah. um, We put our picks, our brackets up on the Hockey Hurts Twitter and... Just to be transparent about what we thought before the playoffs started. Right now, it's Friday. Uh, some game twos are dropping tonight, including uh, Philly and Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll see if uh, Philly's corpse got off the ice and <laughs> you know has somewhat of a pulse going into game two, as well as uh, you know pretty much we're going to be talking about the entire. Uh, postseason, we we will get into kind of our thoughts that we had going into some of these series because they're only one game in. Uh, but we will also probably be speaking to some things that have already happened. So I think the obvious place to start for us is the seven nothing ass kicking that Pittsburgh put on Philly. So, as a whole, there were seven goals to pick from. What was your favorite out of the seven? Because I know mine. Um, it's probably Sid's third one. Really? Because mine's Gino just going coast to coast. That was my hesitation. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> uh, the goal, like, Elliot, you know, could have stopped it, but... There is that element of Malkin's reach, speed, and release point, on, and, and the fact it's on a backhand that's tougher to read. So I don't think it was quite as easy of a stop as uh, some people thought it was, but it was definitely stoppable. But leading up to the actual goal and, and just putting on the, the jets through the neutral zone was great. Just threw me back to the you know 2009 cup run, really. I watched that and went, I've seen this picture before. Um, and, and liked it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was probably my favorite goal uh, of, of the seven. But um, what do you do if you're Pittsburgh? Where do you know you can improve on that? Because you see so much stuff going, Pittsburgh were awesome, rah 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 But there are holes in that team at the moment in regards to the way they're playing. Where would you look to try and make sure that they don't get uh, picked apart? I, I, I liked a lot of what they did on Wednesday. Tonight's a new night, and the Flyers aren't obviously a bad team. I, no. just, I just feel as though if Pittsburgh just focuses on their swarming kind of approach. They're tough to break out of the zone with control. And their F3 does a great job getting back on those chip outs from the other team and just snuffing out everything. So Philadelphia has to get controlled exits, and it's not easy when Pittsburgh has that really aggressive forecheck and, and their hockey IQ is functioning at a high level where the guys are sliding into the proper lanes and you're getting those kind of flips off the glass and stuff. So, what What's important for Philly, though, is I think they realize that if they do get past that forecheck, 
there are three on twos and three on ones just waiting to happen. Correct. Uh, I I agree. I don't know if they're going to consistently be able to beat that because the back end is not. I don't know. It's not one of the top ones in the league. It, it's tough to. And, and then you have to take into consideration the the forward depth is not in their favor either. No, the roster wise, it's tough for Philly. Um, it also doesn't help that Matt Murray decided to play like playoff Matt Murray and not 2017-18 regular season Matt Murray. But um, that that's probably the. For, for me, it's Philly had their chances to get themselves back in that game, and Matt Murray stopped them in this particular occasion. So I'm I'm fascinated in regards to what happens with Murray and Nett. You know, he came out, and all credit to him for saying, "If you doubt me, go ahead and doubt me. It'll be at your own cost," sort of thing. And I'm like, "Fucking good on him," you know? Yeah, that's somebody that that knows full well he's had a bad regular season to the standard that he's shown so far in his career, and. Uh, I said, well, fuck it. I'm still gonna, I'm gonna dominate anyway. And it's like, okay, shut out in game one. You can't really complain. I mean, if Scott Lawton didn't flub that puck off to the side of the net and actually get it off the, off the ice, it could have been a, a much different story for Murray. But he just went from strength to strength after that. Yeah, and I'm not so sure that goal really changes anything, because uh, Pittsburgh was definitely swarming that game. They were, but I mean, you use Corsi as a, a basic baseline, and it was still a 50-50 game. It's, it's, just it's tough with of... 7 nothing though. No, no, it absolutely is. The other problem is they were racking up Corsi from outside the scoring areas. That's the other problem for Philly. They have to get into better scoring spots and get shots on net. They missed the net so many times when they were in a, a prime spot to at least force Murray to make a save, and he didn't have to on a few of them. So um, it's one of those things you go, oh, Philly's got heaps of room to move to improve. Are they going to improve enough to turn around a 7-zip result? That's the the big thing for me. And the heat map was not kind to them, as you just no. mentioned. A lot from the point, and Murray saw the puck and had a lot of glove freezes uh, through traffic, so uh, he, he played really good. And the other part of this is, I don't, I mean, obviously Elliot and Maraza combined to have not great performances, but for our reservations about Matt Murray because of his regular season, he's he's the most sure goalie in this series. This series, absolutely. <laughs> so Philly does, I mean, they're going back with Elliot, but none of those two guys really strike me as... I, I was. I was. They're going to halak the Penguins. Well, that's true. But I, <laughs> I hate that's a, it's devastating that term. But you're exactly right. Um, I was big on Mrazek. I really thought getting him out of Detroit, and I wanted him to go to Carolina, um, and and Philly picked him up. But he's for me, he's been very disappointing. But they needed to do something for their net. Like Brian Elliott was great, so he got hurt. It's come back so late in the year. He hasn't had a chance to get a rhythm. Um, Neuwirth is always hurt. Um, and then you end up with Mrazic, who at his best is fantastic. Like, people consider him right up there in the top echelon of goalies. He's just never there consistently enough. 
And you can't afford to have that in a playoff series. So I don't blame Haxtell going back to to Elliot because over his career, he's shown that he can at least be consistent. His playoff numbers are not particularly fantastic, but you know I don't blame them for going back there. Yeah, I, I, probably Neuvirth, if he was ever healthy, has been their best That's, yeah, option, but absolutely. he's never healthy. Like, no, ever. Which sucks. Yeah. But sucks. I didn't... Uh, like, Philly's got some good forwards, too, but I, I didn't notice much of Wayne Simmons in game one, I, I didn't think. No, well, it's all of the... Yeah, they got whitewashed, and it's, it's okay. It's one game. It's one game in a... Seven-game series. Um, if game two turns out to a similar-ish result, where it's a 4-1 or a, or a 5-2 sort of a loss, Philly are going to have to be concerned about how they're going to stop Pittsburgh from scoring because that's how Pittsburgh win games. They outscore teams. So I probably wouldn't be too worried if I was a Philly fan unless game two turns into a uh, small sample size trend. Yeah, but uh, that's how everybody wins games. <laughs> No, by having no, more no, no. goals. Ken, Hitch, Ken Hitchcock teams wins games by making sure you score fewer goals than him. It's a I know, I was being attitude. that difficult. I know you're being a dick. <laughs> I said difficult. Thank God he's out of the league. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he is out of the league. Thank God. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on? Um, I was just going to say the, uh, Broussard being back is huge for Pittsburgh. Because the fourth line Absolutely. looks competent with Sheehan down there, and it's just going to be tough for Philly to match up because yeah, the Giroux line's awesome, but so are Pittsburgh's. Uh, you know, they might not hit the Giroux line ceiling because they kind of spread it out a little bit more. But that ceiling needs to be hit for the Giroux line to out yeah. counterbalance just everything else and you can tell by reading some of the quotes from Drew he's well aware of the fact that he has to play he can't be 90% he has to be 100% uh, output it's like the thing we used to say about Carey Price he has to play his best or it's not going to happen so that's a high compliment to Drew yeah and that's the it's something that does put him into that MVP conversation that's, you know, being had and everyone's done their votes on now. Uh, I guess the other part um, is, you know, welcome to NHL playoffs, Nolan Patrick. Good luck <laughs> matching up with yeah. one of those lines. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a certainly a learning process, especially with Malkin galloping like he is. Sid... He had a bad regular season, if I'm being honest. I know he had a lot of points, but it wasn't until the very end they were at even strength. Yeah, it's it's. You hear all the time about how veterans play the season to get themselves right for the playoffs when they get to a certain age, right? I don't think Sid was doing that. He just wasn't scoring at five on five. But they were winning, so I don't think it particularly bothered him. But, you know, we'll see what happens. So He's a freak. Yeah, that third goal. I know a lot of people like the first goal better. Trust me when I say no. the third goal takes more skill to do. Yeah. That puck is coming at him. 
handcuffing him like a baseball player hitting. Watch him choke his hands up and redirect the shaft towards the net. All of it was intentional. And to do that watch him, is absurd. And watch him have the uh, no fear factor of that puck's not going to whack him in the face. Like, that's the other thing that can go completely wrong there. Third one was the best one. I'm not really open to arguments against that because the first one, while impressive, that it isn't me saying, oh, that, anybody could do that. It's He's very good at hitting pucks out of the air, and, and mm. a lot of people are. And the other one, I mean, I don't know too many people that pull that one off, and he's done that before, so... Yeah, that one doesn't feel like a, a reflex fluke. No, it's not a fluke at all, and I I was super impressed by that one. And for a hat trick, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, do we want to go Chokesville, Crazyville, or uh, Blowoutville? Which one's Crazyville? Boston, Toronto? Bingo! All right, we, we can go there. What the hell is going on in Kadri's head? <laughs> right. Um... He should be gone for the series minimum. But he won't. No, he, he won't. That's the problem. Uh, that he'll was, get one game and you'll look at Drew Doughty's and go, what? That was gross. He'll get two games and they'll think it's a big deal. Honestly, I wouldn't have bat, I wouldn't bat an eye if he was out. Like, you're done. See you next year. Well, that's what we're after. That's I'm, You know what I'm like. I'm all for that. Because there is no... There, nothing about that was one of these... Um, plays where the players can use an excuse he turned or things happen fast the Bo- the boston use that argument the, uh, yeah i know but it this one is so transparently false that it's just laughable to even bring that up that player was vulnerable for a while no puck no attempt to play the puck head is obviously below the dasher and you f- jump in and try to fucking wreck him up high, not even no attempt at the body, and it's not like he no. was moving much beforehand. No, and but hockey toughness though, doing it for the teammate because of the elbow to the head. Come on, man. Yeah, man, that's not that's not gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's that was crazy bad, and I think he's a really good player. And I picked Toronto to win the series. It was kind of the one series I left the stats at the door and kind of just uh, i'd rather see toronto win uh that is not looking good at all i would say boston's win was more impressive than pittsburgh's if i yeah uh they i knew boston would be really good i probably should have picked them to beat tampa let alone toronto (laughs) did you just pick toronto because you go i don't want to face boston that was probably a bit of it I thought I saw some models that had it close to 50-50, while the other ones were pretty Boston-centric. I'm like, oh, maybe they maybe they got something here. And I'm like, no. I mean, the series yeah. isn't over, but boy, oh boy, it yeah. doesn't look... Toronto, Toronto are going to struggle with their defensive pairings. That's all. They, they've taken an oldish model to a team that is all speed and movement up front. But they've got guys in the back end that, that can't keep up, can't keep pace. And Boston are too quick up front themselves. So they'll skate circles around them. And it'll be interesting to see how Toronto handle that 
um, the rest of the series. Well, Boston has the best line in hockey. That helps. Like, legitimately. That I don't think oh, there's yeah. a... Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak. He, that's ridiculously good line. And it's going to be tough for Toronto to shut that down. I know, obviously, neither of us really believe in the skill sets of Hainsey or Pollack, but uh, what the hell, Riley, he had three shot attempts, four and 23 against in that game. Minus minus 38% relative, I think. It was a good game, wasn't it? I mean, they need Riley to not do that. Because <laughs> correct, because <laughs> those other two guys I just mentioned aren't going to do it. Like Gardner is going to need some help. Zaitsev yeah. is fine, I guess. He's he's not going to really move the needle though. Uh, they're kind of a little bit bare back there. Yeah. So you need you need your four forward lines to do their job properly, and they've just lost their second line center. So that's that's where that cadre thing is crazy like there's no forward thought it was such a selfish thing to do to go ahead and do that defending a teammate garbage or not it's just there's repercussions like Dowdy's elbow to the head or shoulder to the head I didn't think was going to get suspended and it did so that for me that's a pretty low bar for everybody else to get suspended on and you've got you know Marchand here. Oh, not Marchand. God, how reflex is that? You've got Kadri here. You've got Wilson in the other series. It, it's like, you know, they should be a man down Toronto when they get to game two. Oh, they're going to be. It's just a matter of how many. How many extra? I think it's going to be at least two. But I think the series would be appropriate. I, I agree. I think that if he loses two, when they get to game four, the series might be three zip. Uh, fair and point, but they, you can't do it that way in my book. No, absolutely but not. Y- you know, it might shake out that way. Likely yeah. that it does. Because no, no. the other thing and is, for those... Nebraska is going to have to be outplayed by Anderson, and that's a tall task on its own. Well, see, that's the thing. I Looking at Anderson over the last two seasons, I don't think that is too much of a task. Not a particularly great game, game one, but I don't put it beyond him to... I mean, they need him to steal the series now, basically. And I still think that's within his skill set. Yeah, but Rask is really good. Yes, he is. And if if he outplays Rask, he kind of deserves to probably win the series, if you want to look at it in that context. Yes. Um, I guess the other thing in that game that I thought was interesting was Marshawn... uh, (laughs) the hell did he lick oh cover of okay so <laughs> what if Komarov? <laughs> this is a big what if it's not gonna happen but what would the league yeah. do if you filed sexual harassment charges <laughs> should be two minutes for game misconduct anyway. honestly how like i felt violated he licked me this is my workplace. What are you going to do about it, League? You know, you know. I know you're saying that tongue in cheek. Sorta. God, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Why? Why should you have the... to get licked in a game, though? That's absurd. I agree, but could you imagine the Boston fans? I don't care. 
Like they already think that it's that's just. I'd love that. That would be brilliant. Yeah, I do want it for the uh, the theater, but I also yeah. think I want it because I would love to see the league's reaction to it if it was a legitimately filed thing. Like he licked him. Yeah. I didn't want it to be licked, and I felt uncomfortable. So now what? Because, yeah, I, I, I have to admit, you get there and go... It's the definition. It's not... Yeah, well, it is. It's physical contact in a sexual manner. Unwanted. That's... Yes, that's probably... Yeah, that being the fucking... key word. <laughs> this is not something I was expecting to have to think about at 20 past 6 in the morning, dude. Come on! I know. I, <laughs> it would, I just... <laughs> I teach a certain subject and certain things get brought up in that class that I have to teach and that happens to coincide. So I was like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. This, if I walked up to a, um, a male or female teacher in my building and just licked them, I probably would be in some trouble. <laughs> a little. So what is what makes this any different? We all know what it is. It's just... It's hockey. I don't know. I just thought I'd put a different spin on that. I quite like it, to be honest. I think that's quite funny. You've done very well there, to be honest. It would be... Honestly, Toronto should have... or They should do it to counteract the cadre suspension. Well, yeah, do anything you can to change something there. Although it would be a valid claim, in my opinion. Probably, I reckon if you went if you went to an arbiter, yeah, absolutely. I, I think somebody would. You be said this was the crazy series. I'm just bringing the crazy to it. it. You're bringing the crazy. Absolutely, you are. All right. Any any other licking stories you want for the crazy series before we move on? No, I don't think so. All right. Let's uh, look at the series. I reckon might be a sweep. Yeah, Columbus looks good. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I thought New Jersey did all right. I didn't think Tampa did. looked, uh, didn't look like Boston taking care of business, that's for sure. No, but I have a feeling a little bit of that is who they're playing as well in regards to the quality of team. Boston bought their A game. Tampa only had to bring their B game, and they still won quite comfortably. Yeah, was it? Looked it to me. It was really close late in that game until the Kalorn goal. Yeah, I still won it 5-2, and I know it was an empty netter and, and all that sort of stuff, but I would still trust Vasilevsky over over Kincaid. Yeah, the man, all you know, that, that pastime we spoke about, Devils should trade Schneider by the time they're competitive. They, they, he won't mm -hmm. be useful. And they actually... We're ahead of that curve more than we thought. And they're, st and and they're still not using it's it. It's so like, come on. Crazy. It's just the devil's trolling penguin span. It's simple as that. I don't know. It's one of those things where this Tampa team looks like it still hasn't hit, totally hit its stride, right? The fear for Tampa, I think, is that they never actually do hit their peak. That, that would be the only thing I can see stopping them from beating Boston. And, and I picked this series to be done in four games. So, I mean, I picked Tampa. I, I just never usually pick yeah. sweeps. 
oh, I just I usually don't pick the number of games because it's so. Yeah, but you have to for the goddamn Divi. What's it? Oh, the yeah. Well, I don't yeah. even remember what I picked. Probably five. Yeah, which makes much more sense this week. But to me, watching the bits and pieces of the game I could live and then going back and watching the extended highlights, um, it feels it, it feels tamperish as opposed to um, a contest. Well, I don't think and Tampa brought their A game like you said, so this could get tougher. But Taylor Hall is not going to care. He's going to keep doing things on his own. Absolutely, he is, and that's that's the one distinction. Like they have a, they have one legitimate game breaker, New Jersey. But Tampa have got three or four, so that's probably the unfortunate and better thing depth. for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can have depth and get stonewalled by goalie, and then have your superstar break in game four, mm-hmm. right? So they just need Kincaid to be Corey Schneider. <laughs> um. The Hall assist I put up there with the Crosby tip that I like so much. That extra pump and oh, yeah. delay uh, before he got it to Zajac was... Um, that's your next level player kind of deal where they're thinking a game a little bit differently than most. And you're questioning it in the moment. Like, come on, you got to... Oh, no, I guess you don't have to do something you'll do... You'll, you'll do that. And I think that works. So, uh, good job. <laughs> it's not hard to, uh, it's not hard to second guess at times. And then you go, yep. Okay. That's why you're, that's why I'm watching you. But, uh, I only caught a little bit of that, um, first game. And Kucherov didn't get a lot of touches. I thought New Jersey did a good job kind of limiting his time and space. Yeah, and then they get torched by the other lines. I mean, it's going to be tough. You got yeah. Chris Kunitz had 25 even strength points this year in a much reduced non-top six role. That's a lot. And he's on the fourth well, line now, and that's pretty it's good. more than a point every fourth game. Yeah, well, it's more than a point every, every four games. And that's playing, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, his line, common line mates were like Ryan Callahan and... Oh, well, that deserves a pat on the back just for that. I mean, it's just, it's it's not Stamkos, it's not Kucherov, it's not Tyler John. That's the main point I wanted to make. Yeah, and it's very very. And, and twenty five even strength points from a fourth liner. I mean, that's crazy good. He had he had a one point seven eight points per sixty. <laughs> so it's top. That's top six, isn't uh, it? Not quite, but it's high end third. Yeah. Well. It's all right for a guy that's 100 years old and was considered too slow to play with the Penguins. Maybe he, he's going for a three-peat. <laughs> he, he is. Absolutely he is. So is Benito. Yes. Who else is out there? Daly? Nope. <laughs> he's done. Nope. He's done. Sorry, I forgot about that. Nope. <laughs> Big nope there. Yeah. All right, let's go to Chuck City. Oh, you forgot your boy Flurry. He's going for a three P. Oh shit, he's to... we've got to get to Vegas. We'll get. Um, uh, Columbus came back. Washington two goal lead. Bye bye. Washington bounced back. One goal lead. Bye bye. 
Let's put Tom Wilson and Brooks Orpik on a penalty kill late in the third period. Whoops. <laughs> Cam Atkinson keeps it in over to Panarin. Back over to Seth Jones, who's what a great player he's, he's been. It's been a brilliant tried that one. Yeah, it really was trading from... I wouldn't say the, the Blue Jackets were trading from a strength at the time like the Nashville Predators were, but yeah. it's certainly not held back either team. It's uh, pushed both teams what's, forward. What's been great for me is I don't think Jones was going to get a chance to flourish due to how low he was in the death chart in Nashville, making him basically the number one defenseman in, in Columbus has forced him to be the best he can be. And, Ryan Johansson got out from a situation he was not enjoying and has, has been great doing so. So, you know, you never have to have a winner and a loser in a trade. Two winners, and it, it's been better for hockey. Hockey's been better for it because it, they do some pretty amazing things. I, I, If they lose this series, Trotz has to go. His in-game decisions for players is problematic at times. Consistently playing all-pick game in, game out is not is not wise and it gets even worse when um is it Kempney? Yeah, he goes down injured, so you've got to play all pick more. Like the lineup choices are are important in this sport. Yeah, they are. And Tom Wilson on the top line is an interesting choice. Uh they he barely plays I think it's Jacob Vrana, who's one of their younger more promising, skilled forwards. Well, the, the other thing for me with that is that Wilson, like, might not even play game two yet. I think he did get suspended. He did, yeah, I haven't seen any of that yet. So that's a blessing in disguise, but that penalty that he got called for that is the one that Jones tied the game on, I'm sure. Or it was the goal that they got it tied to, too. I can't oh, remember. Oh, I was but wrong. It's like no it's... suspension. Didn't get suspended. There you go. I don't think. So it's just one of those things where I know I'm looking at this uh, very much in a, in a capitals focus, but you've got to be happy if you're Columbus. You gave up a five-minute major, got down to zip at the end of the first period, managed to claw your ass back into the game, got down again, still managed to tie it, and then your superstar superstars the end of the game. That shot to the corner, his hands to push the puck wide to make that angle was beautiful by Panarin. Yeah, that trade is another great one. Uh, I thought that was great for Columbus. I think they got the better player. The more dynamic player. Oh, they did. Yep. And, yep. you know, he's due some money coming up because he kind of had one of the mini bridge contracts. Yeah. But he'll be worth it. He's he's dynamic and a game breaker. Yep. And you need that in situations that he was in. OT needs game breakers. But he set up Seth Jones. Yep. And he, he's his own entry monster. Just uh, really like, really like that trade for Columbus, and did at the time as well. 
I mean, Brandon Sod's no slouch. He's very good player in his own right, but I, I like the way Panarin plays a little bit better. Brandon Sod's great, but he's no Panarin. And, and I think where Columbus um, benefited from the way he was used in Chicago was people went, oh, a lot of what Panarin does is because of, of Kane. And it was probably a fair assumption to, to make, really. Um, but they've got a, a, I think they've got a better player than they thought they were getting, to be honest. Panarin is, is holds up in his own right. I don't. He he's a line driver. Yep, absolutely. So. Yep. But you wouldn't. Would you have said that while he was with Chicago, or would you have said that line was being? Driven well, I wouldn't. Kane? I mean, Kane is an MVP, but both playoffs and that's and regular season. So I've never try to claim that Panarin's the one no but that's where I think they only had to give up when I say only I think that's why they've ended up with the far better player than Saad because I'd rather have Panarin than Taves he can it's going to ruffle some feathers but contracts and age and yeah all of that yeah there's more to it than than just the on ice well other than Panarin um, part to it yeah uh, outpointed Taves' career best this year. Yeah. It feels like he's on an upward trajectory. He hasn't actually hit that peak yet as well. Yeah, right? I mean, well, he's, what, 26-ish? So that's the thing. I said it feels like, but theoretically, age-wise, nah, he's past I his mean, peak. You know, he's, let's see, Mr. Taves, 76 points once. Long time ago. <laughs> That poor man. Yeah. And it's not his fault. Oh. 76 points was the high for Taves. Rookie year, Panarin, 77. Last year, 74. This year, 82. <laughs> so. Sorry, the tone of voice is just I, I don't know what else to say. He's not the greatest captain of all time. That's why they traded him away. Yeah. Something like that. So the Columbus-Washington as a series, uh, we got a little sidetracked there. Uh, pretty pretty evenly matched. Uh, Pittsburgh would be wise to kind of make quick work of Philly and just wait for those teams to beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. I mean, the, the, for me, the goaltending situation is... It's a tough one because Grubauer was uh, excellent and had, you know, over a thousand minute sample. Yeah. Yep. And then you look at Bobrovsky, whose playoff career is sort of up and down. Um, well, a little unlucky facing these Pittsburgh teams multiple times. Yeah, uh, no argument there, but you still, I still wasn't sure what we were going to get in net because you know Grubauer hasn't started. Had he started a playoff game before this series? I'm not uh, sure if I'm he sure. had. Um, yeah, so you then look at Bobrovsky and you go, both teams have got you know quality forwards that can make goalies look silly. So I still think Holtby ends up. Finishing the series for the Capitals. Be really strange if he got zero minutes. Yeah. But yeah, 
if, if they if the Capitals lose this, then Trotz is toast. I'd be curious to know what happens with Tortorella if Columbus lose this. Be another first round exit for a team that was wildly inconsistent. Yeah. He does have a shelf life. So he does. It's just because of who he is, the way he goes about it. He's it is. <laughs> well, I suppose that's the East. That's the East. All right, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do Nashville? Do you want to do Winnipeg? No, no, no. We'll go to okay. Vegas. All right. But before we go to Vegas, I'd just like to say this week's podcast was brought to you by mybookie.ag. If you think you know who's going to win at any of these playoff series, lay down some money and get on the action at the safest online sports book in the world. And it's the only one that we recommend to our listeners. They offer all kinds of wages across the National Hockey League, as well as any other type of sport. So if you're crazy enough to get into the E-Leagues or into soccer, slash football, uh, even AFL, all the stuff over here, um, you can go and create your own matchups. You can do a prop wager using their own prop machine. So you have control to create your own matchups. I've never even heard of that before, but apparently that's pretty cool. So if you want to go check them out, um, head to their website, which is mybookie.ag backslash hertz. And that should get you to the promo code and you'll get a bonus deposit when you go ahead and do that. Um, you play, you win, you get paid. So if you want to get the action, this summer, go to mybookie.ag and sign up with them using the promo code HERTS and ensure that you're eligible to uh, get their promo codes and future bonus offers. Visit Las Vegas from your couch and try them out today. You can use your computer, you can use your phone, um, you don't even have to get off the couch. You can just watch all the sport you're betting on from home. So once again, that's mybookie.ag using the promo code HERTS. Virtual Vegas. Sounds like what LA needs is a virtual Vegas. Ceremony. It looked like a virtual Vegas, uh, their pregame ceremony. Did did you catch any that of it? That was in, <laughs> I caught sections of it. I loved it. And what worried me was the weirdest part wasn't Jeremy Roenick, and that says a lot about the whole thing. Yeah, why was he on that horn thing is the first. Why, I, why, I why wasn't Wayne Newton? Get it. Why wasn't freaking... Uh, who's the guy that sings Sweet Caroline? D- Neil Diamond? Yeah. He's not dead, is no. he? No. Well, they could have had that, because they always sing Sweet Golden Nights, so... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> weird, like you said. It didn't make sense to me. Uh, apparently, my brother sold his normal seats and then bought the all-inclusive uh, food and drink standing room by that castle. <laughs> apparently, so yeah. apparently he was right by that when that was all going down. Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, I wasn't expecting this to be a one. No, game. I watched. Uh, you know, the West Coast games are tough for me. Seeing uh, our school starts pretty early in the morning, and you know, I gotta be in the classroom by seven fifteen. Kids start rolling in, so West Coast yeah. games are a little bit tougher. Uh, I got to save my potential energy for Penguin overtime games, I guess. And yep, makes so sense. I watched the first period and uh, I saw all the goals in the game. So 
Uh, good to see the Anaheim Ducks got a goal scored there in the uh, Vegas game. Yeah, right. Unbelievable. That whole the construction of that whole team is unbelievable. Um, well, I'm very happy Fleury got a shutout. So you know, in the comparison market of him and Matt Murray, it's tied. Yep. So, I it's I don't know. Are LA going to get haunted by the fact that they have previously struggled to score? This Vegas D is not something that I would think would should worry them, but who knows? Yeah, but uh, you know we've talked a lot about suspensions. Dowdy being out hurts. Muzzin's not playing or hasn't very much so. He's hurt. Yeah, I mean Dowdy Muzzin. I forgot about that. That's that's the go-to elite. As far as, you know, I, I can't even pretend to know if they were paired a ton. But those are the two guys. And then after that, I mean, I know it's Dion. Dion. It's Dion for Dion's like a 44% possession guy these days, even on L.A., so. Yeah, no, it's tough. It, it, it does make things difficult for them. They're lucky in that Quick is, is good enough to steal a game that they have no right in winning. Um, and you know Fleury can collapse in the playoffs so it's not all lost for LA not that we were suggesting that but well Quick um, only gave up one so I know that that's the thing like you, you give up one you've you got to feel pretty pretty good particularly with how LA, LA have managed to, to score this year comparative to other years you give up one, you've got to lock your chances. If I'm being honest, you know, I usually give Jonathan Quick a little bit of a hard time in that he kind of, his reputation is a little bit higher than the actual production, but he had 921 all situation save percentage this year. A great yep. season yep. by him. And he's, he played really well in game one, so can't really get on him too much for the the goal that happened. There's a ton of traffic there. Yeah, But it, it's the thing with Quick at this time of year, I mean, he got con Smythe because he just was on fire for a playoff run. So if if you've got a goalie like Quick, I'd be, you know, happy with the, the season he had. You'd be going great. He can certainly go ahead and, and turn this series on its head all on his own. So, um, LA are in a good spot. So are Vegas. I mean, they won their first playoff game ever. Um, they look pretty good doing it. They're One more playoff out. win than I was giving them um, this year. Uh, anybody. anybody. I mean, you're a them, fucking liar if you say otherwise. If you put a hundred, if you put, if you put, uh, you know, a, a hundred dollar bet down just for the sake of saying they'll make the playoffs, you'd be a very rich man. But you're lying if you said you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe somebody did. I bet you people in Vegas did. It is their home team, and they can do it there. So, Or they can go online to our sponsor. Yeah, that's, yes. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, anything else about this particular series? No, not really. Jeff Carter's going to have to do his thing. Uh, he's... Yeah, he's flies under the radar a lot. I know he's hurt a lot of this year, uh, but him and Toffoli got to get it going. 
And Kopitar is going to have to hope Brown can keep up his renaissance season. Yeah, otherwise it does start to lump everything on Kopitar. If those things don't happen, it's it's a lot for one guy to have to carry against a reasonably deep Vegas I think team. if LA can win without Doughty next game, that's a really, I mean, obviously it's a really good thing for them. Oh, it certainly helps. Uh, yeah, totally. I wonder how many um, prediction models do we sort of follow would have game two highly in Vegas's favor now that Dowdy's out. Yeah, pretty much. Who's next? Battle for SoCal. Yeah, um, I have the Sharks winning, and there was a pleasant surprise to that uh, opening game, wasn't there? Um, Did he? No, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking the other oh, caveman, or the non-caveman <laughs> looking, or bleh, Paul Martin's the non-looking caveman. You're talking about the fact that Thornton scattered yeah, pregame. Yeah, I was bumbling my way through that. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, which means he, he, if they make it past his first round, he'll probably play. But he'll probably play in the. Love first that round they anyway. threw him out there though. Um, <laughs> like, imagine being the Ducks and yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, well, it's just a just a big. Um, the other thing for them is that um, they look a bit more balanced at the moment. San Jose. I was I, I can't remember what I predicted at the start of the year, but it looked like for a while that they were going to miss. They were sort of up and down and all over the shop, but they've managed to sort of get their shit together. And like any team, if Martin Jones plays you know, like he did the year they made the cup final, then San Jose could go a lot further than... Well, I haven't gone to the conference finals. That's more of a product of the format. But yeah, you get Thornton back, it makes a really big deal uh, and helps things out. And having Evander Kane and, and them not really having to pony up as much as people thought to get him, yeah, that was always the risk for Buffalo that he'd get into the playoffs and he'd. Um, yeah. Well, no, just the, the they didn't even give up a first rounder. No, I know. Like Buffalo got hosed because what well, they didn't give up. But well done, San Jose for hosing them. Um, I did not see <laughs> that game one. It was a ten thirty start, but I certainly uh, checked back on. Yeah. And you know. During the morning, I go through the extended highlights to get a, a little bit of a feel of what's going on. It's what you got to do. you got to get through the extendeds and, and watch them all and, and see what's going on. You can't watch well, every game. You could if your job was something that could accommodate it. That doesn't, you've got kids and you teach kids. There's no way oh, you I'm not. them all in. No. <laughs> I don't have to. I just, I just have this Excel sheet that it's one of those things. Is updates that... the events, and I just watch that sometimes. Yeah, well, that's all right. You can cover it off while you're while you're grading grading papers. Um, Anaheim, I think, did a ridiculously good job of 
doing as well as they did in the season due to being injured and getting where they are. But unless John Gibson steals the series, um, I still think San Jose will win this. And it's a product of the fact that, you know, Corey Perry is a shell of his former self, but he's not being used as Gets a shell. Gets still really good, self. but yes, you're right. He's still riding. Sh- he is. But because they're having to rely on Perry, and he, they can't afford to have him riding shotgun, but I don't think they've really got anybody else that can push up and fill that void there. But there might come a point here where they just they have good defensemen. Do it. Or a few. Where it gets yep. hurt the most for yep. them. Patrick Eves' uh, condition that that yeah. stings because I thought that was a good good addition to the team. Yeah, well, that was but a, look, look at some of these names: the Chris was... Kelly, JT Brown, Antoine Vermette, Jason Chimera. Like, all right, Randy, <laughs> you. I was going to say it's a Randy Carlisle team. So, isn't it? yeah, not my. Not my favorite, uh, you know, approach to the game. No, no one. We all know that. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Uh, it was nice, nice to see the Jets get a home win. Tough game though for it them. It was. It was. It was great. <sighs> yeah. Um... To be able to get the win, though, is important for them. Um, hopefully, it'll take off some of the nerves and, and they can go forward from there. Minnesota's not going to go... It's really funny. I picked Minnesota to lose this in five games. So I, I picked Winnipeg to win as well. But I think all the games will be hard, but Winnipeg will just, just beat Minnesota just because they've got more talent. Through the lineup. Uh, Winnipeg is 63% possession in game one, and their yeah. forwards are awesome. And Dubnik played really yeah. well. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, Minnesota's fine. I don't think they're as good as they were last year. Yep. Obviously not. I mean, Suter being out isn't helpful. Well, that's the killer. That's the killer for them. So, I, I I have Nashville winning it all, but I could easily see Winnipeg beating them. That's how highly I think of Winnipeg. Like, I, I don't feel very comfortable yeah, in my I... predictions. Well, I have Winnipeg getting to the conference final, so I think Winnipeg will beat Nashville. But that's, that's what that series would be. If we get that series, that's what it will be like, it feels. Uh, just a coin flip. I'd like to see it, though. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. Yes. And that's, that's we've beat this to death, but that's that should be a conference final matchup, that one. Yeah, and the, the, the complaints I have with the format are it's not rewarding to the teams, but... If you strip away not giving a shit about that and you're just a fan, like you want those two teams to play, and they're likely to. I mean, they're only one game in each, and they both won. So that's obviously helpful. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, the 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 Jets. The the forwards, Wheeler is amazing. Another Shirelli trade, or was it? <laughs> might have predated him. Uh, I'm gonna call it a Shirelli trade. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> that's that's now the term for any shitty trade. It is oh, a Shirelli trade. For him. Yes, Shifley, right. Little. Perot, Stasny. What a great trade that was. Kyle Connor's good. Line A. Yeah. Ellers. <laughs> like, come on. And then and then Bufflin on the back Army with is Truba is really right good. Too. Goaltending's yeah. been fine. I mean, you know, ex-Pittsburgh ex Penguin Joe Morrow right? for the win. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um... Yeah, and Halibuck's been been fine, you know. Got the beat Tommy Barrasso's record for most wins, um, so he'll he'll be happy with that for the regular season. So I'd be feeling very good if I was Winnipeg and their fans. I, I'd be feeling great right now. Yeah, there's really not much to uh, not like. Of course, if if I'm if if I'm mini, I'm just praying that Dubnik holds on and, and we get a couple of bounces. Yeah, it's going to be tough. tough. That's a really tough first-round matchup for them. You wanted Colorado, but that wasn't happening because Nashville took yeah. care of business. So uh, Colorado was out front against uh, Nashville. Didn't last, though. That hit on Barry, do you reckon that was a suspendable hit as well? I don't know if they didn't ding Wilson... I don't think they're going to do anything with that. Yeah, but see, the thing for me was it looked more... Yeah, I don't know. We'll ignore it because it's, it's freaking Wheel of Fortune, basically. Nashville got to be happy with how oh, yeah. the game ended. You know, I mean, they, they played through that quite well and... and Looked rusty at the start, but got better as the game went along. So their favoritism for the, you know, making it to the cup final is, is um should make them feel a lot better now. Yeah, they really poured it on goal wise, and uh, good luck. Good luck focusing on Forsberg these days when you <laughs> add tourists to the mix with with Johansson and yeah. it just they've been lacking two good centers for a while and they have it now and it puts Benino in a better spot and it, it just fills everything much better for them and then you don't even talk about the strength of their team which is their defense and the, uh, did Rene he, he had an alright year did he not uh, I think this might okay, have been a career so... year. <laughs> I, 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 remember, I remember this at the start of the year saying Rene could take... Oh, we said it all playoffs last year. Yeah, this year. And he... Because I, I thought he was on the, you know, right on the edge of that cliff of, of falling off being good. But no, he did the complete reverse. Um, he's been great this year. 9-27. Um, all situations. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's a great even strength year. 
Yeah. So, correct. So you, you look at him in that context, and you you just go, they should walk this Colorado yeah, team. Pretty much. And too bad for McKinnon, because what a year he had. And you know the Abs did. You know, I think we picked on them in the off season, and they they found a way to scrape by and and beat the likes of. Chicago and Dallas. Dallas being the the real surprise there. So the, the good thing for Colorado here is if if management can be smart, like they're ahead of way ahead of whatever schedule they would have had planned for what they're doing. Um, if they're smart, they'll you know keep the main process and and have all of these young stars in their team that they need to learn from this is what playoff hockey is like okay this is the grind you have to go through to get to this point you know don't go out and go right we're really close is basically what I'm trying to say Colorado need to understand they're missing a few pieces and it's not grabbing a Ron Hainsey type defenseman well they have Eric Parnas and uh, Dawson Spriggan so they do have some some people working on that front yeah. So at least there's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long way from a few years ago. So Absolutely. Uh, perhaps there is some light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, the, the fruits of the Duchesne trade have yet to be seen. So maybe. Oh, Correct. But that, I thought said. that, you know, that's almost the throw-in of it. Might turn out not to be, much like how much oh, like how correct. Dumoulin yeah. was the throw no, 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 in the stall yeah. trade, and it turned out to uh, he he was the main piece, <laughs> be the cornerstone. Yeah, the main piece of so, it. Yeah, it 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 was always going to be tough for Colorado to win that series, and I think they had the lowest percentage going in, in New Jersey, even with a better shot against Tampa. Yes, yes. What's been your overall? Because that's all four series, isn't Pardon? it? That we've covered off yeah, all four series have. there, haven't we? What's your overall thought of the quality of hockey? Um, you know, there's been some really cool moments, like really awesome moments. Overall, I'm a little bit like I obviously love playoff hockey. People. In, in the United States, obviously, love March Madness the first two days. I feel that way about round one uh, for the NHL. But, man, I I know there's studies out there that say the same amount of penalties are called in the playoffs versus regular season. But you can clearly see the style changes, and there's a lot more physicality. And I'm not just talking body checking, just clutching and grabbing. That, that People are gang or form tackling out there and not all of it was called and it's just so stupid hey take the ken hitchcock line they can't call everything and you get to the fuck him they choose not to fuck him he's not even the undertaker's manager anymore so absolutely (laughs) (laughs) but you you look at you look at the playoffs and the officials go you can see that they like, oh, it's the playoffs. It's got to, the game has to be harder to skate through. So they don't call stuff unless it's egregious. And everybody's eventually going to miss an egregious one, which makes the egregious ones look even worse. So it, it, is, it is frustrating 
when I think a real simple solution to it would just be to call very first game of the the playoffs for every series, just call everything and have a game that lasts three and a half Some hours. Some of it was bogged down, going to the especially box. Columbus-Washington Set- at times. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, but that's a fun- that's a function of Tortorella. That's what it was like playing the Rangers all those years. Yeah, but Washington wasn't not doing that stuff either. It's just... No, no, no. It's one of those things in sports. If a team gets away with being able to hook and hold, the other team will as well. And they'll start doing it. You have to. You have to adapt. That's the thing. It's why we always say, just call the penalties like they're written in the book because players will adapt and the game will be more open and and faster and players will be able to do cool things because they'll have their hands free. I mean... The commentators on all of these games are congratulating the NHL on being tougher on the slashing on the hands, which allows players to be free. But the amount of... Uh, who's was it? In the Boston game, one of the... There was a blatant interference when Bergeron was trying to stay mm-hmm. onside for one of their goals. That should have been a two-minute penalty for, for interference. He wasn't trying to take the player out, but he did. It's just like no one tries to trip a Are you talking about do. the Marchand goal? It should have been two-minute interference. I thought the Toronto guy engaged yeah. and pushed him. Ah, see, I didn't look at it like I didn't I, I think that. I, I, think you're, like that. I don't think you're giving the Toronto hey, are you guy you talking about credit. the four? I think he was trying to get him off. Well, then, if that's the... If, hang on, so are you talking about the defender or the forward coming back? Somebody was pushing the Bruins guy towards going offside. <laughs> At least that was my initial, uh, the like, I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, oh good try. Yeah. And then they scored, and I'm like, uh... Yeah, because when I, when, I when I saw it at full speed, it just looked like the Boston guy trying to stay onside got in the way of the forward who didn't even know he was there. And that's usually a pick, and they usually call interference there. So if the defender's trying to drag... Bergeron offside, then yeah, I'll let that one slide. Yeah, but that's and not I don't how I saw it. Yeah, I the clip in front of me, so. And so. no, neither, neither do I. Yep. All right, it's seven oh two. Should we go we so we can go watch this thing? To watch. We snuck this in pregame, which is great. And Facebook, iTunes, Twitter, you'll find us. Yes. Patreon. So. Uh, yeah, uh, enjoy the playoffs, and we will probably more than likely speak to you next week. See ya. See you guys.